Goal Mate, Al Foran's Football Forum, a Goal Aid original. And hello there, you're very welcome to episode 4 of Goalmouth, Al Foran's Football Forum. This is a Goal Out original podcast focused on all things football. Goal Out is the home of Irish podcasts. The new Goal Out app is available to download for free now in the App Store. You'll find new episodes of Goal Mouth every Tuesday at lunchtime first on the Goal Out app and all major podcast platforms. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host, the TikTok famous egomaniac that is Paddy Murphy yeah um, <laughs> I'm yeah, only joking I appreciate you're not, that appreciate you're not that. Paddy's a humble humble man I am I would like to think so well, there's nothing to not be humble about but anyway listen let's, we might as well start off and get into uh, a certain Champions League tie for Manchester United against yeah. Atletico de Madrid yes. would you like to get into that Al? yeah I will get in there I will because <clears throat> the pain is numb you know I don't get aggressive I don't I don't react really much I, you know I expect it um, started off very strongly for the first 10-20 minutes they actually they controlled the game but they were just no bite mm. nothing no bite whatsoever um, and any any time it let to go uh, kind of caught them on the the counter attack it looked like they were going to do something you know it looked like they were going to score a goal they just looked far more dangerous than us they looked a lot more competent on the ball Um it's a, it's just it's a major confidence issue as well with this squad. They're just up and down, and they don't know the meaning of consistency. It's it's just shocking week in week out. You know, you get hopeful, especially after the Spurs game. You get hopeful. You think, right, maybe this, maybe this is the, this is the time now where they mm. will go on a little run of of a couple of games. They'll get a couple of wins, and they just, it just they just revert back to. to Normality, what the, which which is that's it's normality now at United to just mess up everything, you know. So that's what they did against Atletico. We're out of the Champions League. Even if we got far in it, I don't think we would have had a chance against anyone really, you know. Um, Atletico have been subpar this season as well. They've yeah. been awful this season in in the Spanish <clears throat> league as well, and it just sums United up that they struggled against them, you know. What what you know? I said it last week. What else can I say? I am. I'm at a loss for words. I don't just end end the season. I know there's still a glimmer of hope with top four, but yeah, no chance. Arsenal are very consistent this year. Very yeah, consistent. I, I'd probably even have Spurs ahead of United in the race as well. Possibly, but yeah, possibly, yeah. But no, United were unlucky. They played well at times, as you said. As you, they just did lack that. Mm. That little bit of bite, you know, there was a hope that Ronaldo could follow his Tottenham form and, yeah. you know, spur United to victory. But, nah. you know, Atletico no. are a horrible team to play against, though. They really are. I don't mm. think anyone have to play them. They, yeah, they they are. They're a team that frust- they frustrate any team in the world. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, They sit back but when they're away from home. I hate the way, and you, you probably got annoyed by it as well. I just hate the way Simeone doesn't. Um, shake the hands, the hand of the opposition manager at the end. He just yeah. runs into the tunnel. It's a real. It's it's more so of a showy thing than a, you know, than oh oh he has his reasons to do it. It's it's it's, it's more of a showy thing than than a methodical thing that he yeah. does. It's just attention seeking, you know. 
fans shouldn't have thrown objects at him. You know, I I don't condone that whatsoever. But yeah, it's like it's so unprofessional. I mean, I'd get it to a degree before the if they didn't do it before the game and there was something still to play for. But when the game's done and the tie is over. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. The the hand, get, it's yeah, the minimum, nah, like, yeah. It's it's it shows lack of class. It really does. I don't. Yeah, and I know he's a wind up merchant of a manager, but you know what I mean. When it's all said and done, you know, mano y mano. You yeah, want some respect for your. You want some? Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, Klopp didn't like that when he didn't do it against uh, Liverpool. So I can't imagine. I can't imagine Ranić didn't was was a fan of it. I don't think Ranić really cared. <laughs> I really don't think he cared. Ranić just kind of shrugs his shoulders and just doesn't. I mean, I think he's trying. He's trying to get the best out of these players, but he's like, "Fuck me! I'm only here for a couple of months." Yeah, you know, to be a good job. Than what's that, what's yeah. yeah? What what is the point of these prima donnas? Don't want to try. You know, he's not bi- he's not too bitterly disappointed because he's putting he you know he's putting the work in with these players and they're not giving it back so him kind of not showing much reaction and not showing much disappointment to a result like that you know you can't really blame him for like for you, it, you, you know? said, and he's probably numb too like everyone's yeah I mean listen there's a lot of work to be done at United but yeah the season looks like we say it every over. week Paddy we say it every week there's a lot of work to be done at United <laughs> I'm just fucking sick of it no I am I'm fucking sick of I'm four episodes into this podcast and it's all I've been talking about. Like, can I not... Can you not just let me be excited about something? You had your Ronaldo hat-trick. You were very happy with that. Yeah, I was. I was very happy about that. Yeah, no, episode three, we had a positive... Yeah, we had a bit of a positive chat about United, but, like, it's just back to normal again. I'm just fucking sick of it. Like, every week, they're just letting me down and, you know... I, I just used to, I don't know. I was spoilt. I was spoiled rotten as a United fan. <clears throat> spoiled rotten. Yeah. You know, um, in school, all the Liverpool fans, you know, if they got one little victory over United, it was like them winning the World Cup. And that's what it'll be like now if United somehow pull off that miracle in Anfield in a few weeks. When is it? Next month. Yeah, it's next month. End of April, yeah. It's like winning the World Cup. It's like winning the Champions League. You know, winning that fixture. You know, the the... The golfing mentality between those two teams now is just ugh, so far apart. It sickens me. I wouldn't be worried about United getting a result at Anfield anyway, Al. But listen, I'm going to save your misery. Did you see what Gary Neville said on Twitter? I did, yeah. I, well, I have seen it. They don't play again until the 2nd of April. And um, he tweeted, I remember a time when United players, managers, executives wouldn't be seen in their local Italian after a draw at home, let alone getting knocked out of Europe. This last week, we've seen a global tour of Formula One, concerts, cricket and UFC events. This lot are tone deaf. Is he right? I, no, I, I, I will never understand this ideology. Like, it's, they're, they're footballers, yes, but they have to live their lives. Like, they're not just going to, like, stay at home cooped up just because they've lost a game. Yeah. I do agree, you know, they shouldn't be like if you if you lose a game you shouldn't be on social media that night like partying and stuff I agree with that yeah dude you have to live your life I don't agree with I don't agree with this at all can the um, blame not be put on the coaching staff though for let for letting the players have that time off 
Why are the players getting blamed for that? If if they're given that time off, then let them have that time off. Yeah, but it's the free. T- I don't get it. They, you can't. They're, they're human. They're me- like they're adults. You know, they're not caged animals. You know, they're allowed. No, to no, but that, you know? and that's fine. I don't know I'm how not, you can. I'm not blaming that. the players. I'm 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 kind of placing the blame on the coaching staff. Why didn't they make the decision? Oh, you're you're staying at home for the next eighteen days. We're going to train. We're going to what? The players were like, well, I'm not listening to you. That's the problem. Yeah, can, you no, imagine, no, can you imagine no, no, Ran, no. you can't no, no. Pogba, you can't do anything for two weeks? I know, yeah, and I know, harking back to me saying, you know, that these players aren't putting the work in for Ranyuk, but at the end of the day, the coaching staff make, make the decisions. And if these players aren't putting in 110%, then I think the best <coughs> way of them putting in 110% is not letting them go on holiday. If you let them go on holiday, let them go on holiday, and that's their freedom. They can do whatever the fuck they like, yeah. you know, but... I will place the blame on the coaching staff. Ralph, you know, maybe Ralph should have made them stay at home, made them put them through some light light sessions the first week in Carrington, work on their game. Like top, I I know it's mad to say, but top four is still to play for, even though we're not going to get it. I don't. I personally don't think we're going to get near the top four, but still, there's a chance. That is, that, that is something that I agree with you, you know, in the predicament United are in, the size of the club, you know, yeah. it would have been a ballsy move that they should have done, but again, I just can't imagine some of these players listening. They'd be like, they'd probably rather take a fine, you know, I just don't see how it works. Yeah. It's a problem, and that's just another reason why United is like, well, I, rotten. I, I was away on holiday last week, and I bumped into Marcus Rashford. Oh, really? Yeah. And, um, I, not to be a lick arse, not I? I can't, can't go and say... You need to up your game. I just told him, I said, listen, stay on. You know, put the work in and remember, remember Micheland, remember your debut at Micheland, you know, relive that, find that hunger that you once had. Um, you know, there's only the select few that abused you last week. That's only a select few. Yeah. You know, the majority of the fans, they are behind you. Um, and he just went, listen, bro, it's, a, it's the media. Don't believe the media. And then I did my Louis Van Gaal impression for him. Really? Did he he like liked it? it. Yeah. Because he gave Marcus his first start. Yeah, he gave him. Yeah, mm. that was Michelin. You said wasn't it? Michelin, and yeah. then and then three days <clears throat> later, Arsenal he scored another another two goals. Number three. Yeah, man, what a start that was. Yeah, it was ah, oh, it was it was phenomenal. He he was top quality. Like it was it was exciting to see a youngster like that just. Break burst onto the scene, Micah Richards, um, just out of nowhere, like and you know. What kind of form was he in? Did he seem all right, or George was he just enjoying himself? Really, a bit dejected. Did he? Yeah, a tad bit. Looked, yeah. Was it because you were talking to him about it, or no, do you think, no? He was happy just... enough to explain his side. He he had met a fan, um, I think a day after. That um, altercation he had, not an altercation, oh, just yeah. that, that little um, argument he had with the other fans. And the fans said the exact same thing as I did. You know, we're all behind you. And he says, I appreciate you. I you're you're a that. true fan. Yeah. You guys are the true fans. Like, It was a joke, the backlash you got after after that as well. Like, what do you expect? You're it's getting, not nice. It's not nice here. It's, you're, you're shouting abuse at a guy. He's only human. What do you expect us to do? Like, yeah. Completely. Like, I. I I don't Maybe condone a millionaire, that. whatever footballer, he's still a human that he doesn't want to be spoken to like a piece of shit. I don't condone that whatsoever. Yeah. 
screaming at players. Do you know what I mean? And oh, someone was like, yeah, but they're on 200 grand a week. Money isn't the root of all happiness. I hope no. people know this, and it's not. You know, <clears throat> philosophical. Al. No, but it's not. It's no, not the no. root of all happiness. Like, it doesn't guarantee happiness, doesn't it? You could, you could be the first ever trillionaire in the world, and you'll still have mental, you know, mental health issues. Oh, a few quid would help, of course, but yeah, it doesn't buy you happiness. It doesn't. Look at look at Rashford. You said he, he looked a bit dejected. He seemed a bit dejected. He yeah. has he has probably most things he could ever want for in life, but his football is not working at the yeah. moment, and that's. You know, as much as people say they're footballers, they're you know they're all for the money. They they love the game still and want to be at their best. It's a worrying time for Rashford. I don't know what's gone wrong with him. I, I hope he gets himself sorted out because he isn't playing near to his a proper. Mm. He hasn't. He hasn't. hasn't kind of evolved since he burst onto the scene. Really, he stagnated did. No, he bit. did. As I said, he's he's yeah, he stagnated since I think he stopped in twenty twenty. Mm. Just his kind of his growth as a player just completely stopped Yeah, at that point and he hasn't been able to regain form he's played through injury yeah. which I think I you know Ollie you know I was that that annoyed me that did annoy me with, with Ollie you know heavily relying on him I think all he can really hope for is the conversations that he's had with with yourself, like with the likes of yourself and that other fan that you just to spoke him, yeah. about, just that a, he a can bit take, of reinvigoration, yeah, that, yeah. or not even re- that he can take some sort of comfort from us. That exactly, like the whole world isn't against him mm. in that sense. But that's the thing as well, and I'm just talking from a general point of view. You know, I'm on social media and I get criticised. I get called. You know, people say my impressions are shit. Everyone gets it. Everyone gets. Shit on social media. You get shit on social media. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, you do. You grow a bit of armour. You know, around that criticism. But footballers, yeah, okay. They're they're rich <clears throat> human beings, but still, they have feelings. Oh, but uh, yeah, and they do deserve to be criticised at times, but not abused. I think that's the Constructively criticised. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference. And that's it. Like, no, I, I see... I, seen you criticising Klopp a few weeks ago and it was constructive like do you know what I mean mm. but often, then again not often we criticise Klopp not Klopp sorry 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 dude that's my uh, Salah idiot Al Salah Salah yeah, uh, yeah. you criticised his performance but it was a constructive kind of criticism yeah. you know that's what we need to do I'll tell you now I tweeted I, after Maguire made that mistake against Spurs <clears throat> I tweeted how is he the captain of our football club and I deleted it because I felt bad. <laughs> I'll hold my hands up. I can be... F- I No, I will. Do you reckon he's seen it? What? Do you reckon he's seen it? Yeah, he... Probably gonna, he's probably going to headbutt me. <laughs> to be fair, you have a massive reach on Twitter, like with your United stuff as well, do you know? You're probably one of the key United voices. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> Which must be very depressing because it's constant negativity. <laughs> but listen, no, You're one true. of the key Liverpool voices on no. TikTok. Well, yeah, we're trying to get there in the mainstream. We'll see. Your dances are fantastic as well. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate Brilliant it. Brilliant dancer. Cheers. Serious rhythm. Brilliant dancer. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, we're still on the topic of Gary, uh, Gary Neville and another Gary chimed in. Uh, Gary Lineker of Tottenham Hotspur, Leicester and Barcelona and match of the day. Everton. Everton, yeah, thank you. Um, Gary Lineker said, responded to Neville's tweet... True, 
they were mostly busy getting hammered down the pub without everyone being on social media to spy on them. Mm. Which is true. Like, that's what I... Everything is recorded these days. Everything. Yeah. You can't... Especially if you're that famous, you can't go anywhere without someone having a camera on you. Yeah. You know, so... It, that's it, why footballers are so protected. Yeah. Like, they're so, so protected. Whereas back in the day, like, I listen, I've... I've um I've done a lot of gigs with ex players, mm. you know, and the mentality is just so different. And you know, I'm not naming names here, but they can a lot of them can can handle their their drink, like the, and they can drink most people under the table. And that was the culture back then. Yeah, it was. It was the culture back then. You know, others have obje- ha- objected to his rant as well by saying they're entitled to live their lives. Neville believes they should have read the room and lied low. Yeah, I agree. Listen, just is this toxic? Is it toxic? What is toxic? Is his remarks? <sighs> There's an element of truth to it, and el- like I don't know. It, as I said earlier, mm. it, if you lose, let's say you lose a derby, and you're out that night on social media on your story in a nightclub or something, then yeah, stuff like that is unacceptable. Yeah. But it's a break. It's an international break. If if you haven't called up your national team, what are you gonna do? Like, you don't earn these hundreds of grand a week to not be able to go and spend it and live life with your family and yeah. have some downtime. You know, yes, you're not performing at the highest level, but you know, and and some there is some players that should have that Roykin mentality of you know now is two weeks now to go into the trenches and mm. put the work in. There is yeah. there is like there is a lack of that mentality in football these days, which is sad to a degree. But it's just a modern player. Um, but people yeah. should be allowed to live their lives and shouldn't be criticised for it. They would. Be, it would be like, you know, you'd probably rather as a fan that they did go and, and go under the radar and work their arse off for two weeks yeah. to try and get the upper hand. But it's just an ideal world these days and only certain clubs and certain players have that ability. The, the modern <coughs> the modern day player is just so different and they're given everything. Yeah. They are given everything from sponsorships, free shit, holidays, just everything. They're just... They're given everything on a silver platter. I always found that bizarre. The more money you seem to earn, the more stuff you get for free. You ever noticed that's gas? Yeah. Like, well, it's so bizarre. My my future mother-in-law and I were talking about that earlier on. Just about players and all that. And, you know, we're, talk- we're just talking about, like, this, their style and all that. And, you know, the fancy runners that they wear. And she, she said that, exactly what you said, Paddy. And the mad thing is, they earn whatever, 200 grand a week. And they probably get it for free. How is that fair? It's mad, isn't it? It's not fair. It's but life's not fair. No. Jeez, you're full, you're full of the philosophical quotes today as well. I'm, I'm feeling really enlightened. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, good pleasure. Speaking of philosophical, um, someone who just, that just defined brilliance. Ronaldinho's 42 this week. Yeah, that's mad. I I feel like he he feels older than forty two to me because he's been around so long. What what age does he look to? You? No, but just like he's fifty. Think so? Because he's like, but he's been out of the game so long. Just, mm. You know, it's crazy. He he was a remarkable player. I think the fact that he was just a player that. He's a rare player. I don't think you'll ever get a player like Ronaldinho. No, there will never be no. another Ronaldinho. He was just unique in his own ways and the 
the skill, like he created skills that a lot of players use in games today. Yeah, you know, was what was the one the the flip was it called flip the flip flap. flip flop? The I'm flip a, I'm flap. I'm partial to a flip flap on the five side to be fair. Yeah, I see you do it. Like, there you go, Paddy. <laughs> Paddy, you do a lot of the like when you're doing your little TikTok videos of you taking shots on goal. Bumble. You do a little. He does a little flip flaps, and then he takes the shot on. Yeah, Ronaldinho was a genius. Um, I, I I think we all remember Ronaldinho from his impact in the 2002 World Cup um, scoring that remarkable free kick beautiful free kick intentional free kick against England it was he, intentional I don't think he gets enough credit for that either yeah all the talk is about yeah. how it was a blunder by David Seaman and stuff it wasn't I think that's just it was inch perfect the key curled that in mm. and then it, I think he got an assist for Ronaldo's goal in the in the final against Germany and he um, he just yeah he made such a massive impact what, what, what a player Donny like where, through our fingers where does he uh, United's fingers yeah really I never knew that I remember the article what in, year in was the back this? of the paper I think it was the, the Ferguson, Ferguson's ultimatum between Ronaldinho and Kieran Dyer <laughs> was it was it the year was it the year after the World Cup that happened? Two thousand it was two thousand and three. Yeah. And then he ended up signing for Barcelona. He he stayed at PSG for the for the the year after the World Cup. And he was just uh, he was hot property. Everyone wanted him and he ended up signing for Barcelona. And people give Pep a lot of credit for kind of I suppose bringing Barcelona elevating Barcelona to a new level but you forget that Rijkaard bringing in Ronaldinho was, uh, was Rijkaard the, the ma- or did Rijkaard didn't come that, in didn't Guardiola not want Ronaldinho that was one of the first things Guardiola did was get rid of Ronaldinho right? yeah he did yeah. that's mad he got rid of Ronaldinho straight away yeah Ro- no, Rijkaard was, was manager of Barcelona when he brought Ronaldinho I'm pretty sure yeah. yeah no he was I'm just we're just trying to figure out was he did he come in the year after? But I think he definitely was the manager. But they brought him in and he just, he lit that league up. Mm. He was unbelievable. Bar- I, can just, I have that Barcelona kit imprinted in my brain with Ronaldinho on it. You know, the, obviously the Barcelona kit but with the, yeah. the yellow numbering on it as well. Just yeah. Just, they were something else. That or 10 brand. Oh, one. was it like, uh, were they blue boots, <clears throat> were they? There was a colourway of blue but no, they were like kind of golden. White and gold. Yeah, white and gold. Unreal. I remember them. Frank Reinhardt was appointed manager that summer. So if you remember, David Beckham went to Real Madrid that summer. D- they that signed was, David was, Beckham that summer. Yeah, yeah, and that was the start. That that kept kind of the Galacticos. They signed going. David Beckham for twenty three point five million. Barcelona. That was when they. That was when they elected <laughs> um, Joanne Laporta as their president. And yes, that was his first big splash. That was his. It was yeah, yes, yeah. Ronaldinho. That's what happened there. Yeah, he he was just phenomenal, and every as each season went by, he just got better and better and better. And Barcelona became this monster. They brought Etu in, mm. and it was, it was kind of the link up was Ronaldinho and Etu, and then they had a young, young uh, enough Xavi, a very young Iniesta coming through. And then Messi, kind of towards the end of Ronaldinho's career, was, you know, seen as the the replacement. Mm. But he, um, 
yeah, won the Ballon d'Or and everything. Barca won the Champions League. They were just so good to watch. They, uh, under even they're underrated under Roy Card. They don't that team don't get enough credit. Yeah, I think everyone talks about Barcelona and the great teams, and they think of the Cruyff era and the, mm. and the Guardiola era. Yeah, they were a great team, and they were a good team to watch. Andrew, you you said something. I don't think it's bold, but you said it to me before we started recording. Uh, yeah, I said I think Ronaldinho's the best tactical player I think I've ever seen. I think so. I think so. Do you think better? Than, and I, I asked you this as well. Do you yeah. think better than Zidane? I think so. I just think some of the stuff that man was able to do with I know, football yeah. was. And look, Zidane was as well. But mm. I just think Zidane had the passing range, the shooting range. And, and look, mm. expansive, outstanding. Yeah. But Ronaldinho had such good close control. Yeah. And, yeah. and even when it wasn't close control, it, you, even if the ball was between the distance of you and I, yeah. It, he never looked like he was going to lose it. Yeah, it was I freakish. Just he was phenomenal. Yeah, it really was. It was freak. And I don't see many players in today's game doing that. I don't I don't know. No, I mean, it's a dying breed. It a is. Dead breed almost. And me and Paddy, this is something at least me and Paddy agree on. <laughs> There's gobshites on Twitter that think Neymar is a better that's what footballer. I was, that's what I was than that was the question I had for you Neymar or Ronaldinho? Oh, bloody <laughs> silly question! I know it's silly, it's, it's, silly. Yeah, I, it's disrespectful. It is. Now listen, Neymar, the Neymar of Barcelona, who played alongside Suarez and Messi. Of course, he had that kind of support system with them. Yeah, he was unbelievable. And I know Neymar is he like Brazil's top scorer? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. But he's done nothing with Brazil. Do you know what I mean? And th- this is what this is what annoys me about the modern day. It's stats, 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 stats. Where the fuck has influence gone? Because that's what Ronaldinho had. He had influence. He influenced games. Neymar does that, yeah. But like, oh, he has more. He has better stats than Ronaldinho. I oh, know. I hate that. You judge football, but Neymar is a forward. Ronaldinho was like an attacking midfield. Attacking midfielder, playmaker, he could fucking play everywhere. Yeah. In in from a from an attacking point of view, he could play everywhere. Is okay. Obviously, we're in agreement that Ronaldinho being better than Neymar, but is there a danger Ronaldinho was overrated in terms of the great ranking? Like where do you rank him amongst mm, the greats? That's a good question. Because I think as good as he was, the longevity hurts him. Because he, he was good, but it was only for he like partied the, a lot. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he liked the part. So did Ronaldo. So did yeah. R9. R9. Original the greatest. Ronaldo. Oh, don't get. I'll go on a tangent about him. My 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 footballing hero. Yeah. By the way, the, like what I a, what a player. Loved that man. That my first. Sorry, I know we're we're going off about Ronaldo. My first trip to Old Trafford was United Real Madrid, in the Champions League quarter final in two thousand and three. And United won 4-3 but lost on aggregate to Real Madrid. And he scored a hat-trick. And <laughs> he applauded he was off, didn't he? Applauded yeah. off the, we all applauded him off the pitch. That's mad. He, yeah, him and Ronaldinho. That 2006 World Cup team, do you remember the the hype behind that team going into that World Cup? I don't know if it was as big as two, uh, as 98. I was probably too young to remember. I remember my, my older brother telling me the 98 Brazil team there was a lot of... But like the 98 Brazil team, you had, you know, you Cafu. had young... Rivaldo. You had young Ronaldo. 
Rivaldo was a, was four years younger. Rivaldo was class as well. Yeah. Cafu, Roberto Carlos, you know. This, yeah. And then by the time 2002 came around, they were all You had a young older. Danny Alves though going into that World Cup in 2006, didn't you? Yeah, 2006 you would have, yeah. And 2002 I think was that that team's peak. Yeah. Am I right in saying, didn't Danny Alves... Ad- Adriano as well, don't forget. Adriano, Adriano yeah. Pro Evolution Soccer's greatest player of all time. Adriano, did you ever play? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unstoppable. Back, back, that was back in Pez's heyday. Remember they had the, the Monopoly then? Yeah. Adriano, man, he was... He was a... I played a, a mate of mine, big Pro Ev guy, like never bought FIFA every year. He just got Pro Ev. And like I always used to wonder, why the fuck is he pl- playing as Inter? all the time when I'm picking Real Madrid and it was just Adriano he was, the guy was just a cheat code yeah god he could have been really something special he yeah could have been. He, he that's another that's another injuries kind of ruined that tragic man. story yeah injuries and I think personal stuff ruined, uh, ruined Adriano but uh, yeah <clears throat> back to the topic about the main man Ronaldinho 42 this week what a player what a tremendous footballer to watch mm. entertaining everything he had it all uh, and where does he rank in the all-time greatest? I don't think he's anywhere close, to be honest. He's not top 10, I wouldn't say. P- purely because of longevity, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I asked him. In the, but if you're talking about a peak, a player's peak, and you're ranking peaks and primes, then he's in the conversation. But I think if you're just taking it all in, I don't think... Yeah. I, I'm, I, I Like, you saying not top 10, I, I wouldn't go, oh, what do you mean? Like... I think if you break, I can down, see where you're coming from. Messi, Ronaldo, Maradona, what do you think, Cruyff. Andrew? Um, I think I think you're. I think Paddy, Paddy, you're right. Um, if you have, if you're looking at peak and primes, I don't think there's many you can say are better than him. Yeah. No. No. And look, people will talk about the stats of Ronaldo and Messi and all that, and absolutely, they like. I I would probably have them both ahead of him, but I wouldn't think if you look at a prime Ronaldinho. Mm. And just what he was able to do with a football, yeah. and just how he kind of paved the way for that kind of player to for a Messi to kind of but shine. I'm sorry, you know, credit to Sir Alex Ferguson and Pep Guardiola, because I believe they were the creators of those inverted forwards, the inverted forward position in a four-three-three formation, whereas Ronaldo could play in that formation and score 40-odd goals a but season. I think People don't give Ferguson enough credit for that. And Pep did it the year after with Messi when he scored 38 goals for Barcelona. But if you look at how there. Ronaldinho played, he was that inverted forward. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he had everything about... Like, he played often enough out on the wing. Yeah, he did. And he loved coming into those little pockets of space in the box as yeah. well. And even come, and coming deep as well to receive the ball. I I think he. Do you remember? Was, I was think he his, inadvertently invented. Do you remember his goal against Real forward? Madrid? Yes, I know the exactly the one you're on about. <laughs> like the Madrid fa- fans applauded him for that. Yeah. Like he was that good. Anyway, Ronaldinho, happy birthday, pal! Have a great, great week, and thank you for the beautiful memories to um, just the neutral football fans. Thank you, sir. Indeed, indeed. Let us know what cake you're having, Ronaldinho. Um, title race. Paddy. I'll take over from here. Ecstatic, ecstatic, ecstatic. Go on. Um, do City's remaining fixtures and then Liverpool's remaining fixtures. And then we'll talk about who has the tougher running. Okay, well, 
Man City's running order is as follows. Burnley, Liverpool, Wolves, Brighton, Watford, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham and Villa. And Liverpool have Watford, City, Villa, United, Everton, Newcastle, Tottenham, Southampton, Wolves. Um, who has a tougher run in on paper? Definitely Liverpool. 100%. However, I see both teams winning every single game bar the one against each other, obviously, because only one team can win. And I literally, that, that game will decide the title. In yeah. my opinion. Tottenham, Liverpool have Tottenham at home. The, the tough ones outside of the city is like, well, no... Well, like if you look at, United. we beat. Li- listen, this could age horrifically. But Liverpool beat Watford at home. They they beat Villa away. They beat United at home. They beat Everton. They beat. Well, Newcastle away is tough enough. But New, uh, that was the one I looked at. Newcastle away would be quite tough, and Southampton away. <laughs> They're both relatively easy run-ins. If you, if you, if you could hand pick a run-in. Yeah. However, I think City has a fair more fair moment. I just do think that game against City at the Etihad will decide it. Um. And now, recently, we that that would be the one of the biggest games in the. I think, in terms of the time, if if when is it? It's uh, it's April tenth. Yeah, but the, like the thing about the the, the running, the running is all well and good. But if you look at before the, those games, they've Bur- Man City of Burnley away and Liverpool of Watford home, which is games they will win, and then we'll get to that game, and it'll be. But the, that'll be the crunch decider. The, yeah, not only was that game big enough as it is, Liverpool's April now looks like this. Watford, Benfica, Champions League away, Man City in the league, Benfica at home in the Champions League, then Man City in the FA Cup semi-final, then United, then Everton, and then Newcastle. That mm. is a season of final month, to say the least, for Liverpool. Like, yeah. Do Liverpool have the ability to win every one of those games? Yeah. They're not playing well at the moment. But they're getting results, and that is even more impressive than hockey and teams three four nil every I game. Really, I, I really actually en- think that's more impressive. Yeah, I really enjoy winning ugly. I really enjoy when we play shite and we still win. Mm. I have a question for you though. So you actually pointed out yourself. So you have Man, uh, Man City in the league, then Man City in the FA Cup. Yeah. If you could lose uh, one of those games, which one would it be? Oh God. Now, and bear in mind, if you say you'd lose the league game, it doesn't necessarily mean you will definitely lose the league that's, title. That's why I'm. That's why I think I'm. Do you leaning, know what I mean? That's why I think I'm leaning to that, because losing that, losing that is is bad. However, it could still be okay. Whereas if you, obviously you want to win the FA Cup. I uh, disagree. Yeah, you think so? You yeah. take the lead. You take. You take, take that. I, just, just given how consistent both teams are, I would take. Winning the league game over the FA Cup game, uh, winning the league game and losing the FA Cup. Even game. even if it meant definitely ending the quadruple. <coughs> yeah, the league is just you'd, you'd the give league. up. You'd if, give if, up. if I'm if I yeah, if I'm a Liverpool fan, <laughs> you um, wish you wish you were. Yeah, I I would definitely <laughs> take that. But winning the league is just far more important, um, because like after that, these two fucking juggernaut teams are just gonna go on a run of. Like consistent wins, they they just do that. It's just it's in their nature. So, mm. but you see, one of the things that's and that's what happened. But that's what happened in 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 twenty nineteen. Yeah, oh, you know, God, they just hard. all went on. They, they, it was just so close that they just kept they winning. Won, everyone won every game. Yeah, lads, we have we like always the, have the cider a... was sorry, sorry, Andrew. The no, decider was that game, and was it the Etihad? The Etihad was that in like January or February? 
March, February, I anything. Yes. Yeah. And it was by the sec- 11, mi- 11 millimetres was Sani. the difference. Yeah. And that will forever haunt me. How grim is that? We always have a, a meeting pre, pre-show pre mm. about uh, what we could possibly talk about. And we brought up that the international break is coming up. One thing that we didn't actually consider was, you know, COVID is still out there. And yeah. Liverpool players don't necessarily have the best record on international breaks in terms of coming back fit. Yeah. And so, Can we not? Paddy, with that... <laughs> Is that the, like is that something that like Klopp like not? Klopp has been very vocal about the international breaks and the timing of them? Yeah, is that something that you will be worried about now? Not so much the injuries, but the, usually the thing about Liverpool is after an extended break, we come back and we stagnate a little bit. We don't come back far. Mm. We actually yeah. Liverpool tend to play better when they're playing every couple of days because they're they're a well old machine in that sense. So. I am worried about the the international break and just getting back into the rhythm. But as Al was saying earlier, we haven't been in that much of a rhythm anyway. We haven't been playing that well, but still getting results. I just think Liverpool are at that level above everyone else. Bar City, like them, both of them are just such levels above. Yeah. They can turn it on when they need to turn it on and turn it. You know what I mean? So I think it's going to be a real. I'm just happy there's a race. Do you know what I mean? At one point, mm. I never stopped believing, but at one point, I was like, we might not win this league. Um, yeah. And usually I'm always Champions League. I always want to prioritize the Champions League. However, I want to win one more Premier League title with the fans properly, so they can get the proper feeling. Because the last time, as much as we said, oh no, doesn't matter. It was a bit dull because we couldn't win it properly. But yeah. one more and we'll take it. Equal, equal United's twenty, and that'd be nice. Twenty times, twenty times, Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> clip that if they don't win the league. We can clip lots of things if that doesn't happen who would you rather win is it still, is it still City Ooh. as the United fan yeah of course still City yeah. yeah when would that change if City were coming, coming close to your title count how many are they on now they're only on nine so it's a while away like but at the right there winning the news aren't they in 10 years time or 15 years time they could be close would yeah, that you change to, you have to remember a lot, of th- a lot of this conversation would have been had about Man United and Liverpool way back when before mm. Alex Ferguson I know the fact that we had seven something like that 20 yeah. uh, 18 18 sorry 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 seven yeah fuck and look how quick that look how quick difference. that caught up Jesus Christ yeah Liverpool were on 18 for quite a while oh, this but is the thing, do you know what the thing the, this the, is horrible do you know what the thing is I, I think um it's inevitable that City will eventually have more titles than United, like, and it's not far away. It's I think, it, yeah, the right there winning, like, it's just. I agree with you. I, I, I do, I, I but think... Klopp, it's like Ferguson with United. Klopp is now the key. Yeah. Is he? He is the key, and it, you it's know, be a sad day I can't see Klopp staying at Liverpool until he's. No, he's already seventy he's odd. Like, he has one more, one more, two more seasons, one more season after this one. He's finished. And where does he go from there? Germany. I think, he, I think he'll take us take a break. He said, people were saying he might take a year sabbatical and then come back. I would love that, but I think Klopp at Barcelona. I don't think he has another big rebuild in him. That's why I'm thinking he'll probably ah, retire. He, he after definitely that. do. I think he, he definitely he has a lot more to. I mean, no, he's always said. Uh, I'm never going to like manage like like Wenger or Fergie into those years. He wants to live his life. and 
things like that. I, I would love to see him yeah. as the head coach of the Germany national team go for a World Cup. He's wasted, though, as, a, as an international manager. Yeah, though. he is, but yeah. imagine, that, imagine I think, that legacy. Though. I think that role is for Mourinho. Jo, like Jose Mourinho should have gone into international management five, six years ago. Why he still wants... To, well, no, we all know why he wants to stay in I club management. He, it starts off rosy for the first two or three months. Then it gets really toxic. And then he fucks off with 10 million. But mm. Klopp, I just think the idea of Klopp going to a Barcelona. But Barcelona, in terms of their traditions of their club, you know, mm. did Johan Cruyff putting a stamp of, you know... Fucking beautiful football at that club. I think Xavi's there for the long haul, though the way he's the way he's. Yeah, as yeah, well. yeah. I suppose like, Xavi and Xavi is a he's an academy. He's an academy boy. There, it's as funny well, though. I was looking know. at the pictures on Twitter. It's like so, Cruyff mentored like Guardiola. Guardiola mentored Xavi, and then Xavi's the manager. Like that that lineage I, of. I just think as well. I, I'd love to see a manager like Pep or Klopp take on the role of, say, a Juventus or an AC Milan and rebuild the old fucking the Serie A of the mm. 90s. Uh, Pep isn't where, into rebuilds now. He's into ready-made things. But he does it better than a lot of other people. Yeah. If Anything ready-made. Like, you put Pep in that PSG where, role where, as opposed Pep, to Poch. Where Pep goes is another interesting one. I know we kind of segue with like I Klopp. I I can't imagine. Like, listen, I never want to picture Klopp at another club because I'd feel a bit sick. But Pep is an interesting one because he seems like he'll, Juventus. he'll go for a while. Juve, yeah. I think Juve would be a good a good move for Pep. I reckon if Pep leaves before Klopp, Klopp would be like right. I'll stay for a few more years now. Like, I I make up to a couple of years that he robbed off me. Um, <laughs> No, that he robbed no, him. no, but like, no, he said, like, Klopp always goes, like, Unfair can you imagine? Square. No, he goes, no, you know what I mean? But he goes, can you imagine how many titles we would have won without Pep and City? Because they're such a, a, a monster. But yeah, now nah, listen, we're, we're the English game is looking to have both of them. Unless you're a United fan, then you're you're not too happy having both of them there. Oh, no, listen, I, yeah, it's it's horrible. I'll tell you right now, it's horrible seeing the both of them. But you just have to hold your hands up and say, Wow, like what mm. they have done, how they have elevated the Premier League in the last couple of years is just incredible. Yeah. Like they are two, they're two of the all-time greats, Pep and Klopp. They really are. And um, well said. No, no, they are. You can't, you can't deny that. Do you know what I mean? You can't. Um, I'm sick and saying it, but yeah, he look, if you could see his face, everyone listening. I am sick and he, saying he looks it. Visibly, visibly sick. So, Paddy, Liverpool versus City, April 10th. Is it winner take all? Absolutely. Yeah. Crucial title decider. Yeah. And I'm not looking forward to it. It's going to be nervy. Yeah. Nerve wrecking. Yeah. I'd say it is. Nice. It's a nice place to be, it's though. A nice, it's, a it's, a, it's a nice kind of nerve wrecking feeling to have. Let's hope I'm, on the 11th of April I'll be a happy man. I wish I could remember that feeling. <laughs> um, that's all we have time for this week, folks. This podcast is brought to you by Go Loud. Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts. Whether you're looking for a laugh out loud comedy, a gripping true crime story, or some practical life advice, the Go Loud app is the place for you. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. You'll find Goalmouth first on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms too. I am Al Foran. This is my co-host Paddy Murphy and our producer Andrew Loud. 
this was Goldmouth Alphonse Football Forum episode 4 and I'm going on and on and on and I'll see you next week (laughs) subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app